Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, golf fans? Welcome back to another week of Drive for Show DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders. Justin Van Zuden and Derek Farnsworth with you as usual this week as we get ready to talk about the Genesis Invitational. So definitely a good week of golf on tap. Of course, we had the Super Bowl last weekend. I couldn't attend, but I know there was a big party down at Roto Grinders headquarters down there in Nashville. Uh, Noto, how's it going? I think you were traveling back the last couple days. So, uh, how you been? How was the Super Bowl week and uh, last week's golf for you? Yeah, a lot of fun uh, seeing everybody at the Road Grinders HQ. Um, had to dodge a few injuries. A lot, everybody's getting hurt left and right uh, at the party. But other than that, it was good. Super Bowl was a lot of fun. Couldn't have asked for a better game. Um, you know, I bet on the Eagles, so didn't win that, uh, and didn't win any of my uh, you know DFS lineups in the uh, waste management but uh yeah great tournament um i didn't get to catch as much of I, as of it as i would have liked but uh yeah it was fun um what about you yeah not the greatest week uh for me but certainly a fun tournament and you know it, it's these tournaments that when we start to get stronger fields tougher courses like we'll see this week um you'll start to see the cream rise to the top in these tournaments so like last week we had Scheffler, rom was up there thomas was up there uh, not spieth was up there um, and, and you just had, you know, all these guys uh, that were kind of used to being at the top of the leaderboard. You know, Nick Taylor was kind of thrown in there a little bit of a surprise. But otherwise, you had, you know, guys peppering the top 10 that we're used to seeing in the top 10 in these types of tournaments. And that's kind of what we're going to probably see for the most part this week as well on a tougher course. And of course, we'll get to that in, in just a bit. But uh, star studded tournament. 
uh, with guys at the top of the leaderboard that, uh, you know, are going to drive getting some ratings there. Of course, there were some weather delays the first uh, couple of days, uh, but uh, with the frost the first day before they could get going, but uh, still were able to finish there on time before the game on Sunday. So always a fun tournament and uh, kind of kicks off a stretch here of a couple of months where, you know, we've got pretty good tournaments at least every other week going forward. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the next few months is just going to be star-studded event after star-studded event, and uh, this is one of them, uh, and Tiger's back. So it's going to be a good week. And, uh, yeah, what were your takeaways from the event? I mean, man, for me, I haven't played a lot of Scheffler uh, since the last Phoenix Open, uh, like we talked about last week. But uh, I swear the guy just uh, – I don't know if he – he just finds a way to turn bad swings and bad – results in the positive momentum i don't know how he does it it's almost like jordan speed in that way i mean he just kept getting good breaks off the tee and then uh, even on 16 when it looked like you know nick taylor was gonna uh maybe even uh you know tie it up there you know he hits that 20 footer and then nick taylor misses his five footer and once again the momentum uh right back on in scheffler's uh camp but uh yeah i mean it, it's really impressive i mean to go 19 under uh, with the conditions that they had you know we talked about not having a lot of wind in the forecast, but uh, it was pretty windy. Um, all four days had some wind, and you mentioned uh, you know the cold temperatures in the morning. So, uh, yeah, you know, for him to come out and shoot 19 under, you know, beat John Rahm by five well, was pretty impressive. Yeah, um, slightly tilted there on Sunday. I put in on Saturday afternoon uh, a Nick Taylor outright ticket at 25 to one. Um, did hedge that a little bit with Scheffler when it kind of came down to a two-man race there, but still would have preferred Taylor pulling it out. Uh, didn't quite happen, but uh, kudos to Scheffler for, like you said, I, I don't know, he's got the little bit of the uh, uh, Billy Horschel, uh, Patrick Reed in him to, you know, pull a rabbit out of a hat every now and again, but uh, always, uh, you know, got to respect the talent and the scoring ability, and uh, certainly that's a venue that that he likes playing at, and uh, it was a week where, you know, he was pretty much up there most of the week. So can't take anything away from him. Um, as far as guys outside the leaderboard, I think uh, Hatton was a guy that was outside the top five, at least. I think Hatton finished tied for sixth, but uh, he was up near the top in tee to green play, gained almost nine strokes, I think. Uh, so he's a guy that I've got on my radar going forward. Uh, we saw a, a few you know, maybe not a ton of, uh, again, I mentioned that it was a lot of high end guys um, there that, that were in the, in the mix on Sunday. So we didn't see a lot of uh, big names kind of miss the cut last week. I was just kind of looking back through our snake draft here. Uh, Morikawa was one uh, Taylor Montgomery was one, but outside of that, I mean, there were lots of uh, uh, golfers that, that kind of at least made the cut that were on the high end last week. So, and as for the results of the snake draft uh, game last week, tug rules took it down uh, by a fairly comfortable margin. Our own DB seven, three, zero came in second. And of course, Dan Kramer third uh, profiting once again on the snake drafts. I was uh, in the mix for the uh, third cash spot there on Sunday, but, uh, but didn't get it done. So uh, DB seven, three, zero hanging out the uh, team RG uh, getting some cash back there in last week's snake draft, but overall fun tournament. That's always a good one. A uh, nice one to watch on, on TV as well with some dramatic holes there on the back nine. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much it for takeaways for me. I think. Yeah. The, uh, the run of dance, uh, two of the three getting the cashes in the, in the snake draft and uh, Dan Kramer, man, uh, somebody has got to take him out. So uh, maybe we'll get to that 
here in a little bit. Uh, you mentioned Morikawa. My track record with him continues to be about, you know, batting about 125 uh, when it comes to me, Prosser <laughs> and Morikawa. Just can't seem to get him right. Uh, Cantley was another big name that missed the cut. And then, hey, the vets are back. We got Jason Day continuing to play well. Ricky Fowler, top 10. Uh, both Rose a couple weeks week. ago. Rose a couple weeks ago. And now Tiger. Tiger's turn. So, uh, yeah, let's get into this week. All right, let's talk about it. Genesis Invitational at uh, Riviera. They have increased the size of the field. Uh, I believe the last few years we've had about 120. I think we got 130 in the field this week, but still smaller field than your usual uh, full field event. Uh, I look back nine years, the last nine years at this event, the cut has been even par or worse. So uh, not a tournament where you need to go three, four, five under to make the cut. Uh, just a, a iconic course, kind of uh, the 10th hole, kind of epitomizes what it's all about a, a short par four that would seem to be drivable, but we've seen guys drive it into a green side bunker uh, on that 10th hole and make an eight. You know, you can just, uh, you can go ping pong back and forth between the bunkers there. Uh, just a tough challenging course. Uh, no, no gimmies out there. Uh, and, you know, kind of a refreshing change for those of you that like the more difficult layouts, uh, not like the birdie fest that we, we see a lot of times these days on the PGA tour. So uh, why don't you tell the people a little bit uh, about the course this week? Yeah, I'd argue maybe number one is a little bit of a gimme. I think it plays easier than some of the par fours uh, each year, which is kind of crazy. It's a par five, but uh, very short, and it's all downhill. Uh, but you mentioned number 10, man. Every time my golfers get to that hole, I'm like, hey, it's a birdie hole, and then uh, walk away with bogey or worse. It's just uh, it's one of those holes that if you don't put it in the exact right spot off the tee, you're going to be forced with a tricky chip, and uh, you're going to get a lot of tricky chips on this course. Uh, you mentioned – the greens are going to be tough to hit. They are very large in size, 7,500 square feet on average, but they're tough to hit and they're extremely tough to putt on. You're going to see a lot of three putts here, putting inside 10 feet, some of the toughest on the PGA Tour. The fairways here are pretty tough to hit as well. Um, they're uneven, so you know even if you are a good driver of the ball, you're going to be missing some fairways. The rough isn't overly penal, so that's why you're going to see you know accurate or distance be a little bit more important than accuracy, but. Total driving, if you can, um, probably going to be preferred here. What else we got? Um, everything. Just be good at everything, and then you'll be, be good right. at everything. That's uh, yeah, and Poana putting, if you can. I mean, you're going to miss uh, a lot of short putts here. That's just uh, how it goes. So I'm actually so looking does that, at. Does that benefit the bad putters, or does that give a, a disadvantage to the bad putters? I, I'm not sure. Like, we've had this debate quite a few times too. Yeah, I was looking at Jason Day's splits here. He's never gained strokes putting at this event. So I think I'm going to look at just uh, pass putting at this event rather than just on any Poana greens, just because I think these ones are a little bit different than most. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if that benefits. I think it benefits polo putters. Um, and where's Brant Staneker when we need him? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, other than that, all around game, West Coast experience, course history here, very predictive year in and year out. So uh, it doesn't hurt to have some experience here. All right, let's dig in. We got a loaded field this week, uh, and I still have last week's snake draft up on my screen. I got to get to a contest here so we can go through the field. But uh, you've got most of the big names teeing it up this week. Um, you got Rory at the top. I mean, the kind of the same names that, that, that a lot of the same names that we saw last week Rory, Scheffler, and Rom, the top three. Justin Thomas, your only other golfer above 10,000 on DraftKings. Um, and, you know, it is somewhat soft pricing again with, for a deeper field only having the four guys above 10K. Rom, not quite as expensive as, we, as we've seen some of the last few weeks. Um, 
but we talked about, you know, I think stars and scrubs builds are somewhat interesting because this is a, you know, one of those tournaments where the top guys generally tend to rise throughout the tournament because of the difficult nature of the course. So um, I think there's a little bit more win equity at the top of the field than maybe what you see in some birdie fests. And that makes me, you know, kind of want to try to get a guy or two near the top of the, the, the scale this week. I don't think that fully balanced build you know, all guys in the eight Ks just doesn't really make sense to me this week. So uh, do you agree? And if so, who do you like out of that top group? Yeah, I agree for the most part. I mean, I could see the winner coming from the nine K range pretty easily. So I don't hate the the balance build if you're starting in the nines, but uh, just targeting six AK guys, probably not going to get the job done uh, this week, unless your boy Spieth comes through and wins for you. <laughs> um, but I agree. I mean, the, this range is very strong. John Rom. So I was looking at this today. In his last nine events combined, he's lost to 19 golfers. Uh, so, I mean, he's just – he's winning. He's finishing T3. He's finishing T8. Um, he doesn't he doesn't ever have bad weeks. Um, you know, some of the comps to this course are going to be Torrey Pines, Gus National, Quell Hollow. He plays well at all those. So does Rory McIlroy. Um, I kind of like this course a little bit more for Rory than, than last week's just because I think it's better for him in terms of uh, total driving and uh, some of the comps and the course history as well. He doesn't play Phoenix very often. So I like Rory. I like Rom. No issue with JT. Um, and then just naturally, Scheffler is going to be the odd man out here. But the last time he did win, he won four times in six weeks. So, <laughs> so it's coming. Scared. Yeah, I'm a little scared about the the Scheffler fade. But we can't play everyone, so he's my, my least favorite up here. Yeah, mine as well. But that's going to happen with the, uh, you know, uh, can't hop on after a win when I've mentioned, you know, that he's kind of the guy I've generally been underweight on for the better part of the last few months. And uh, it uh, didn't work last week either. So I'm with you on that and uh, wrote up Rory in my GPP article as my favorite top end play this week. I, I totally agree with you given the course um, and, and, you know, the fact that I, I think his game translates good to a, a difficult course leads the field and, you know, top three, basically, in almost every T degree metric you want to look at over any reasonable sample size. Uh, pretty tough to argue against Rory and, and Rom still at the top, even if Rory had a quote unquote off week uh, last week. I'm not going to let that scare me away. So uh, with you on Rory being the top guy, I'll sprinkle in the other guys above 10K. We're pretty much in agreement there, I think, um, as far as how we're handling that group. So. Uh, but then you get down in the nine Ks. I mean, you mentioned you could see the winner coming from here and you've got Shoffley, you've got Homo, who's got, uh, I believe, pretty good of course history here. Uh, Finau, Sung JM, Morikawa, you know, Burns, Cantley, all guys that have shown some some upside at, at various times. Um, maybe a little bit more hit or miss lately with guys like Morikawa. But like you said, you could see the winner coming from this group. So pick your uh, couple favorites in there. Yeah, I think I'm going to end up tagging uh, Xander as a, as a core play this week. He's just one of the more consistent golfers out there. Uh, he did withdraw earlier in the year, but other than that, he's been third, 10th, and 13th. They lead his course history, five for five, five top 25 is kind of what you expect from Xander. Um, he's from California if you want to play the West Coast angle. Uh, I don't mind that. You know, Homa just continues to play well. No issue with him. I didn't play a lot of him last week, but uh, I'll probably get back on board this week. Uh, T39 wasn't too bad, wasn't too great. Um, he's obviously won here before. Finau's had two second-place finishes here, always plays well on the West Coast. Uh, his numbers are just solid across the board right now. Um, if he can have a good putting week, I think he's going to be in the mix. And then uh, I am a glutton for punishment, so I want to I wanna like Morikawa. I really do, so I'm just going to keep playing him. I'm going to keep playing him until he has a good week, and if he uh, misses the cuts the rest of the year, he'll know why. 
<laughs> he just turns into being terrible. Um, I mean, do you worry about the short game at all with him? And I guess this goes into a discussion. Let's talk about Hovland in this group as well, because, you know, Hovland notorious uh, struggle struggles with the chipping uh, and the short game, but particularly the chipping and the stats, you know, still kind of bear that out. And this is a course where you mentioned you're going to miss a lot of greens and you're going to have a lot of chips yet. Victor Hovland has finished fourth and fifth in his two trips here. And he's becoming one of those guys that tends to always play the same course as well. And we know, you know, he's capable of uh, ball striking, you know, putting on a ball striking clinic if he's on. Um, but the short game is just the the concern. I think a lot of people are going to have. Um, I, I'm on him in GPPs because I think the ownership will probably be a little bit lower given the, you know, that narrative going around. But what do you make of somebody like Hovland that has struggled with the uh, around the green play over the last couple of years? Yeah, so that's always a concern for Hovland, but he tends to play these tougher tracks um, a little bit better. And look, he finished fourth and fifth here in his two appearances, and he lost 1.3 and 0.6 strokes around the green. So um, it's not like he had fluke weeks and uh, was gaining strokes when he had those top fives. He actually lost strokes and still managed to play really well. Um, you mentioned his ball striking. I think he gained over five last week at, uh, at Phoenix. So I'm not too worried about Hovland. And uh, I'm not too worried about Morikawa either. Uh, I was looking at this the other day. He's much better scrambling from the rough than he is from the tight lies and the fairways, kind of like we see a lot at Phoenix. So I think that's, uh, you know, kind of the issue um, that he's had. And even in uh, the Tournament of Champions, when he was messing up those chips, they were all tight lies off the fairway. So, um, yeah, a lot more uh, rough around the greens at this course. So I like both of them. Um, I think the ball striking, you know, does you know favor them a little bit more than it would at, uh, at an easier course. And everyone's talking about Sam Burns. What are you doing with Sam Burns? Yeah, I don't, I mean, he didn't jump to mind for me. And if he's going to start to get chalky, I, I don't know. I, I don't get the buzz, I guess. I mean, I think he's fine, but uh, not a standout for me with all these other guys around him. Yeah, so uh, in 2021, he was in the final group. And I believe he had the lead on the back nine and then kind of fell apart. Um, it would have been his first win on tour. And then, Last week, he had, uh, I think he tied Nick Taylor with the low score on the weekend. So I think that's kind of why everybody's playing him up. Uh, a couple of good finishes recently. But, yeah, he doesn't rate out that well for me. Um, so if I'm going to pick guys, I like Morikawa, Finau, Xander. I think you can play two or three of them um, if you don't play into the 10K guys, which is a little bit scary. And then we didn't even talk about Cantlay at the very bottom. Uh, missed the cut last week. It was on the number. Typically forgive guys, uh, you know, when they're really close to those cuts. And we know he likes this course. So, uh, yeah, he back. tends to play harder course as well, too. Uh, at that salary, you know, feels like a little bit of a discount uh, for his talent. So I, I like him, you know, over over Burns, I think. Yeah, And I like Hovland um, in tournaments as well. So I, I don't know. It's kind of the nature of the guys around him, I think. Um, why I'm not on Burns that much, particularly if he's gaining a lot of steam. I think he's the guy that uh, that doesn't make my player pool in tournaments this week. Yep, I'm uh, I'm right there with you. So get ready for uh, Scheffler Burns final pairing. All of a sudden. <laughs> Can't wait for it. Uh, if uh, if Dan Kramer ends up with one of those guys in the snake draft, then we know we're hosed uh, with uh, with Burns or Scheffler. So we'll keep an eye on that. And again, for those of you who are interested, we last couple weeks we've done a 12 man snake draft on DraftKings uh, towards the end of the show. So we'll do that uh, again here tonight and a uh, deep enough field this week where, you know, maybe we uh, 
Uh, I said that last week too, and it still ends up getting tight down there at the bottom, particularly with only 130 golfers in the field this week. So, uh, but anyway, we'll do another one of those, uh, maybe about uh, 10 or 15 minutes here. We get towards the end of the show. We'll try to fill one of those up uh, on DraftKings. So, okay. Anything else on that kind of 9k range ish or right below it for you? Yeah, we didn't mention Sungjae. He doesn't have the good course history. I think that's going to keep everybody off of him this week. But, I mean, he seems to play well everywhere, coming off of a bunch of good finishes this year. So I might look his way in tournaments. Yeah, interesting name. And did you mention Homa, too? I I don't think we talked about him too much. Yeah, I just mentioned, you know, he loves his place. And I I was okay with with his finish last week uh, after coming off the win uh, at Farmers. All right. Uh, yeah. Another guy with a pretty good course history. So good options in here to, to kind of mix and match in your, uh, in your lineups. Uh, and again, I think getting a couple guys from this group and up uh, definitely important with a lot of win equity up there this week. Talked about Hovland. Uh, then, you know, below that we get a, a nice an interesting mix of guys that have been, you know, Matsuyama, very hit or miss. Fitzpatrick, a little banged up. Spieth, very hit or miss. Zalatoris, not good as a chalk option his last time out. Uh, Cameron Young uh, made the cut last week, but basically finished dead last of everybody that made the cut. So uh, there is a bit of a drop off. You got Tom Kim in here as well and Day, and they've been playing well. But uh, your thoughts on this kind of 8K group? Yeah, it's a it's a group of guys that, you know, you could see play well. You could see missing the cut. Uh, You know, Brian brings up a good uh, point. He says, are you saying Speed is going to have the same amount of three putts or even more uh, on these greens that are difficult to put on? (laughs) And, uh, hey, maybe if it's the same and everyone else has more three putts, uh, that's going to be good for Spieth. I think he gained eight strokes on approach. He doesn't have the best track record here, but he doesn't have a terrible track record. When he was at, you know, his uh, you know his prime or whatever you want to call it, um, didn't have the best results here. But I don't mind getting back on Spieth this week. Don't love that he's going to be popular, it looks like. Uh, we talked about Hovland being a good play. Now, last week, we were kind of both off Cam Young. That was, you know, one of our good calls of the week, I guess. And for me, it was just the travel uh, from Saudi back to Phoenix. So I'll hop back on Cam Young this week. He always tends to play well on difficult tracks. And nobody seems to want to play Zalatoris. I don't I know. It. I mean, he missed one cut. I get it. And he had to change his swing a little bit because of his back. But, uh, man, this guy loves difficult courses. He's played well here in the past. I'm on board for sure. Yeah, put him in my GPP article. He's my favorite tournament play of that group <clears throat> at 8,700. I think his ownership might come up a little bit, but I know we've got it in the single digits right now. Uh, so he's my pick. I, I like the young call as well. You know, you could see last week, maybe it was a little bit of fatigue come the weekend, and then he was kind of out of the mix, you know. So uh, I don't want to say packed it in, but, uh, you know, just had a nice leisurely stroll around the course there on Sunday. Uh, to finish off his tournament, but uh, probably my second choice there was Zalatoris being my first, and then <clears throat> not a whole lot of uh, of other exposure until we get down to Hatton, which it, it worries me to to plant my flag on Hatton because he's a uh, explosion waiting to happen when he's on the golf course, <laughs> particularly on a difficult course where sometimes you might get a bad break and you might hit a good shot that still ends up in a bad spot. Uh, and when that happens to Hatton, he tends to not care for it and, you know, throw a tantrum on the course. But uh, and I believe he's only played here once and missed the cut. If I remember right, I don't have that in front of me right now. But um, I, I think that might keep some people off of him. Uh, but really difficult to ignore those ball striking numbers last week. Um, he hasn't missed a cut 
in quite a while. He was seventh in Abu Dhabi in January, um, sixth last week, you know, with 20 birdies. Uh, so, and at 8,100, you know, I, again, worries me to flag plant with Hatton, but uh, he's probably my favorite point per dollar play of, I mean, maybe the, the whole eight, nine K range. So, uh, there's my guy in the lower part of the range. Who you liking to round out the AKs? Well, the model agrees with you. It loves Hatton this week. Uh, even with course history bumped up for me, still likes Hatton quite a bit. I do share those same concerns. I mean, you could see him, you know, getting an eight on number 10 uh, after just <laughs> messing up his chips back. Hitting the eight and uh, tossing his wedge into the, you know, I guess <laughs> not throwing it in any water here, but uh, throwing it uh, into the woods or something or snapping it in half. I don't know. It just worries me, but. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Right there with you. Um, rates out well for me. I don't mind a low on Tadeki here. He's a guy that, when he's on, um, one of the better iron players in the world. He's got a couple top tens here. And recently, it's been all of his short game that's been saving him. So if he gets the ball striking back and the short game stays, I think that could be interesting. Uh, I mentioned Jason Day, never been able to gain any strokes putting at this event. I don't know what to make of that. I want to play Jason Day, but uh, this might be the first week that I'm off of him in quite some time. Um, I'll hop back on the next time he tees it up. And then I want to play Fitzpatrick too, but he's lost strokes on approach in six straight events, and that just doesn't seem great. Uh, if you have a lot, a lot of long irons on this course too. Uh, we know the short game's good, and you know we talked about his neck injury or whatever. But uh, yeah, maybe yeah, that's work. affecting those clubs specifically. You know, the approach play and stuff. Yeah hard to say but yeah until he shows some life with that um I, I think it makes prudent sense to take a wait and see approach with fitzpatrick particularly in a deep field um in a tournament where there's you know options aplenty uh for us to target at uh, at all the price ranges here that we've gone through so far so i am out on fitzpatrick as well um then you kind of got the bunched up like veterans right after that you got rose you got scott you got fowler um who have all you know at least shown some signs in recent weeks you get to 7700 you got keegan down there um you know even into the middle part of the seven k's Harmon, connors montgomery mitchell hadwin like lowry these are all guys that were used to being a little bit more expensive at this point in time so uh, why don't we talk about this higher end of the 7K range, and then we can try to maybe get our snake draft set up. Yeah, I had a couple of podcasts on in the background while I was doing my NBA today, and everybody loves Adam Scott this week. So uh, we have him at 13% ownership right now. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a little bit higher. Um, always seems to put well on POA. He's won here before. I uh, he might have he won here twice, but uh, yeah, I don't know what to do there. Rose coming off the win. I could see him having a letdown performance. So I, I guess I'll go with my favorite uh, veteran is Ricky Fowler again. Just a guy that uh, he's been playing well. Um, Butch Harmon said he's no doubt going to win this year. So uh, I'll take his word for it on that one. <laughs> uh, I think Day and Fowler are both going to get a win this year. Might not be in one of these big events like this. But the Fowler's going to need Steve to, to hunt down the It's Been 84 Years uh, graphic that we've used <laughs> on some other shows. I think that's perfect for Fowler. But he's looking confident. He was out there on Sunday rocking the orange and the sunglasses. and Hole in one? Uh, and you see uh, that? No, I did not. Oh, yeah. Hit a home one on uh, Sunday. And the worst part, there's the there's the GIF for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, hole in one. And the day before, I bet hole in one um, at eight to one of anyone, you know, to make a hole in one that day just because I wanted to sweat it on 16. And then Sunday it comes out and 
uh, gets it. So it was a little bit. Saturday is usually that. the day they use the accessible, the more accessible pin. Yeah, that was the thought behind it. But he hit, he hit his on number seven, which is uh, yeah. even more impressive. But uh, I think anyway, they said I'll... on Sunday there were only three or four birdies on 16 on Sunday. Yeah, yeah that pin that pin placement was tough. Anyway, what are we talking about? Seven Ks. Uh, yeah, so we were talking about Fowler. Mid to yeah, upper so I seven like Ks. Ricky. I like Siwoo Kim. He just continues to play well. Um, you know, he didn't have good course history. And Phoenix came out another top 25 finish. He's just turned into a completely different golfer. Used to be one of those guys that uh, you could trust to miss the cut or be in contention. And he's just been extremely consistent the last year. Tigala, California kid, continues to play well. Um, I, I'd be shocked if he ends up being 5% known. People love playing Tigala. Um, but if he's going to be 5% known, I'll, I'll have a bunch of him. Keegan's been playing well. I do worry about Corey Connor's short game here a little bit. But, uh, yeah, other than that, it's a pretty strong range. I don't mind going back to Taylor Montgomery, too. So I read a quote before last week. Maybe we talked about it on the show. But he said he, he doesn't like the greens at, um, at in Scottsdale for whatever reason. He lives there, and he hates those greens. He says he's never been able to put well on them. And, uh, and sure enough, missed the cut there. So uh, don't mind going back to him this week. Interesting. Yeah, it's just some courses, some greens just don't suit guys' eyes. And uh, I, I like a lot of guys in this range. I think Hadwin hasn't, you know, he's made all eight cuts uh, this season. He hasn't finished below 50th in any of them. Um, if you're going through off the tee game, I think I was looking 36 rounds. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Last 36 rounds off the tee, Keith Mitchell is second in this field behind only Rory. Uh, but obviously the the short game is a problem with him as well. But you get some risk reward potential there, uh, Connors, Bradley. I, I just think these are this is the range we've talked about it uh, the last six months. It seems like you know you get below seventy five hundred, uh, and there's just not a whole lot to like, and uh, it just gets tough to go into the punt range these days uh, with how the salary is structured. So. I think if you're going for your values, you get, you know, maybe two or three guys in this 75, 77, 7,900 range. Uh, and that's how, you know, you kind of round out your lineups. Um, unless, you know, you want to go in and there's some targetable guys. I'm not saying there's nobody else as we get, you know, from 7,100 to 7,500. That would be disrespecting Tiger. Uh, but uh, we can kind of talk about him as we wait for our. Uh, draft to fill so let's go there and at least try to get one set up and rolling here and then uh, then we can talk about the lower 7k range while we wait for that so let's see snake draft um all right so the five dollar snake draft right now on DraftKings is already at four out of 12 so we're all gonna hop in there for five bucks that work and then uh, once we get rolling here, I will flip the screen share over to me and I can uh, guide this as we go through the draft. So let's see. Other than right now, as it's trying to load the players, my screen is spinning. So hopefully this works. Uh, we're already we'll up to it. nine. 
What's the link 12. in the chat if anybody wants it? Nine out of 12, 10 out of 12 already. So this is going to feel pretty quick this week. Uh, hopefully it loads okay on my end because right now the player list is spinning. So I'm going to wait till it populates and then I can take over the screen share at that point. All right. Oh, we're filled. All right. And uh, not good news for your boy here. My. Browser is still spinning. Might end up on auto draft here thing until I get this figured out. Technical difficulties. All right, there we go. There you go. Uh, I got it. I got it. Uh, all right, so I'm picking fourth now. Let's do the screen share on my end here. Oh no, filled without Mr. Gerg. Next week we'll uh, we'll do an empty one. We uh, we didn't want to just sit and well, and, and you can't. It, it only has uh, it only does oh, it only one at one. a time at each price point. So there wasn't like a zero out of twelve available. Gotcha. Um, and it's probably going all right. I think my browser's stuck here. I'm gonna have to try to switch to Firefox. Wonder who I'm gonna get fourth. And probably I already picked. If I already picked, I'm gonna need you to give me some play by play. Uh, no, it hasn't started yet. Oh, well, what the heck? Draft starts in zero. Okay, so it should be starting. There it goes. Just took a minute. Usually it started. I thought it started right away. All right, looks like we're counting down. Hopefully, technical glitch solved. Some new faces this week. Yeah, Dan Kramer. So is is Stevie Wheel producer Steve? It's got to be right. He's got the RG logo. Got Stevie. Uh-huh. Have to let us know. Steve's Not gonna me. have to let us know. Not me, he says. Not me. All right. So we got another Steve. Stevie Wheel in the in the draft. Well, Steve's yeah. alter ego. First pick, John Ron. Noto's got like you had you picking around the back almost every week so far? Uh I don't know. I can't remember what happened a week ago. <laughs> you, you know me. I forgot the time on one of our shows that one time. <laughs> uh, all right. Scheffler goes number two. I don't like picking fourth because I think there's a pretty big drop off after Rom hey, and Rory. Sanders going to win. And Scheffler. So I want Rory, but I'd imagine the person picking third is probably going to take Rory. And then I'm just going to be out of luck here. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on Tiger? I think he makes a cut. I know we're not playing him. No, I don't know. I think that's ambitious, but you're the Tiger fan, and I'm the Tiger neutral. Uh, I wonder if there's if we got odds on that. Yeah, DraftKings boosted it to plus 200. Plus 200 to make the cut? Uh-huh, and it's plus 150 without the boost. I think I'd bet. I mean, that means no would be like minus 200 or something like that. Yeah, I think it's uh, minus 225. Okay, Dan says, uh, Laboni 64 is sharp. Watch out. Okay, so get your notepads out. Copy Dan. Copy Laboni. Is he in the draft? Laboni 64. Oh, yes. Picked right after me. So let's see who we got here. Uh, Laboni 64. He got Thomas. I almost took Thomas, but I took Shoffley. She told me Shoffley was going to win. So that was my tiebreaker. All right, I don't have to take more cow. I would have, so thank you, Jaws. Appreciate you. So you're gonna get uh, there. You go. You got Finau, Sungjae, 
Oh, Finau. How does Finau drop this low? Finau draws 10. That's pretty good. See, I'd have rather pick there. Then you get another nice pick coming up here. Finau Spieth combo. <laughs> Spieth drafted like 30th last week. And of course, he. Yeah. So we get anytime we talk him up, he, pull, he misses the cut. When we, when we bang on him, he, uh, he crushes. So. Just another day in the Jordan Spieth world. What are you? Are you playing Spieth? I don't remember. I don't think no, you got no. Your tape. I told you a couple weeks ago when Spieth was, uh, you know, one of the better golfers in the field, and I said I was planting my flag on him, and then you know he, he finished basically dead last. Uh, may think he made the cut, but finished 60th or whatever. I said I was out for a while, and a while for me on Spieth is like two years. So, you know, I, <laughs> okay. no, I'm not playing. <laughs> yeah. See, Adam Scott went in the first round. I'm telling you, he's going to be popular. Yeah, I went ahead of Zalatoris, um, which uh, which is a nice pick there at 13th, I think. Uh, that's a nice nice steal for Willie Z in the second round. Slow going on the draft tonight. Everybody's taking the full clock. You do that a couple times, you get on auto draft. Hey. But- Cam Young. I was debating him and Speed, so I guess I got to go Speed now. Oh no! Now you got Speed. Yeah, I, I had him a couple weeks ago, and he gagged. And then uh, I think DB had him last week and cashed with him. So that's. All right, the, are you uh, playing uh, Patrick Rogers this week? Seems like the the punt du jour. Just because there's not a lot there. I mean, I I don't know. He's been so hit or miss. He worries me on this course too. I'll kind of scroll down to that range here after I make my pick and a couple of picks. For whatever reason, he loves this place. And we can talk about. Uh... Well, I do not like the range that I picked at because now I'm stuck. We're almost down to like Tiger already. Um, I think I gotta go with. I gotta go with Tom Kim here. I think. All right, so we go to this kind of range, the lower end of the seven K range, right? We talked about Connors, Harmon, Mitchell. Uh, Fleetwood's a guy that hasn't really been playing all that well. I mean, he's way down there in price. Another pretty poor performance last week. You know, hit or miss out of guys like Horschel and Poston. Uh, and Rogers, who you mentioned, is kind of going to be the chalk. But there's just not a whole lot out, out here. Um, Stallings has been playing fairly well. Like, I, I think he's okay in the lower part of the 7K range. But um, I'll probably have some of him. But Hoagie, I think, is maybe a little bit underpriced as well. But who are some of the guys you like down in this 7K-ish or, or high 6K range? Uh, I really like Alex Noren at 7,300. Missed the cut on the number last week. It was his first uh, event over here in a while. Prior to that, three uh, three top fives in a row and uh, four for four here. So I like Noren quite a bit. Don't mind Fleetwood. Don't mind Patrick Rogers. Don't know what to do with Keith Mitchell. He'll probably be popular again. Yeah, I think we got him around 10%. I don't know. You got to play him in some GPPs. I, I would not play him in cash games at this course because uh, it just feels like there's an eight out there somewhere for him. Just kind of try to dodge the eight. Maybe he's a good showdown guy. Um, you know, play it if you're doing some of the single round contests, but a little too We're risky for Shane Lowry. Just, man, he's been bad, but 7,400s. Enticing. Yeah, him and Fleetwood. I don't know. Play them together. <laughs> I like Tommy. He actually uh, played pretty well last week. Missed a cut on the number. 
decent uh, ball striking. All right, Mr. Gerg likes Reeby as his pump play. Reeby loves his plays. Like the worst course fit you could think of for Ches Reeby, but uh, for whatever reason, plays well here. Oh, yeah, my pick here. All right, I'm still staring down at these 7K guys. Um, just because I like him this weekend, I don't think there's a whole lot of separation in this range. I'll, I'll roll Keith Mitchell there. I mean, I think you could interchange a lot of these guys. Montgomery, Hadwin, Connors, Fleetwood. You know, those are most of the guys that are going to go in this round. You see Hadwin went right after I picked. Dan, don't um, take uh, don't take team on. All right. Dan, Dan takes Connors. Okay. Why, is that who you want? I want team on, so three more to go. All right. Too bad Stevie Wheel is not producer Steve, or I'd tell him to take Montgomery right in front of you there. Joe, uh, Joe's going to get Tiger auto-drafted to him. So even Homer Noto, there goes team on. Oh. So there you go. Even Homer Noto is not going to take Tiger in the third round. No, I did. I, I'm just getting my Tiger sweat through the cut. But hey, he's two for three in cuts made, all three at the majors last year. So uh, I like his chances. Yeah, but that was before he broke again. <laughs> no, he was. He's been. He was been broke for a while. <laughs> that was before he was more broke. What the the plantar fasciitis? I don't know. You just just banged up. This is a flat course. We're good. He's right. just got to walk down the hill on one and up the hill on eighteen. That's it. Who did I pick? Oh, Fleetwood. Nice. <laughs> My Fleetwood in that spot. Yeah. It's, so we're rolling into uh, round four of seven here. It'll be right, time to gone. wrap it up. Oh, no. Oh, no. The old Valentine's Day dinner is coming up. I'm fairly hungry. We're ordering. Wait, he, did, he didn't get Tiger, so he must have. No, uh, maybe pre ranked. Smart man. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, Valentine's. Happy yeah, I Valentine's. gotta order dinner. I think we're gonna have Mexican, maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty hungry. I didn't eat much for lunch today. Tax time. Lunch tends to be a problem, and now it's 7:25, and uh, we're barking here. All right, uh, KH Lee. Yeah, so it, it gets it's thinned out. We'll see if any of the two people that pick right after me. Have their auto picks set. Detri or Detri. Is it Detri or Detri? I still don't I, know. I, I don't know, and I've said it both ways. But I like I the pick. It's Detri, but I don't know. Okay, here's Stevie Will in the chat. Stephen Dell, welcome. Appreciate you joining. Absolutely. Uh, all right, I'm going to take Tom Hoagie here, I think. No special yeah. connection to him this week, but I just think he's a nice value. There goes Tiger, so somebody didn't set their auto draft. Everybody's on auto draft here or at the turn, so it comes right back to me. I bet it's the four that were already in it. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, take Hayden Buckley. Buckley's another guy I kind of like as a value this week. Um, didn't play horribly last week. He's cheap, yeah, right around 7K. There's not a whole lot down there. Um, anybody else that we haven't mentioned that you're – I mean, we don't go into the six case too much, but any anybody else you haven't mentioned that you're targeting for DFS? Let me see. Uh, our guy Ben Taylor's down to 6,400. Callum Tarrant at 6,300. Uh, we like Smalley, 6,900. 
Don't mind some of those guys. Yeah. I think you need to go crazy in that range because there's so much in the 7Ks, but I think it's... (laughs) Did you see Neesmith last week? Uh, So he withdrew, right? Uh, Oh, did he? Well, I don't know. Maybe I got him backwards. I was thinking he went eight over and then four under the next day. Uh, I don't know. Either way, he always has one bad stretch. He always has one bad stretch. Buries him. All right. Smalley's there. Woodland, Herbert. Cam Davis, we haven't seen him for a little bit. Yeah, I don't mind him. Molinari's a member here, for those of you that want a super punt. Pulling up. Oh, it was McNeely that withdrew. I get McNeely and Neesmith mixed up all the time. All the time. Why? I don't know. McNeely and Neesmith, because they both got two letters, and then and their first names will start with M. I, I don't get it. But I, I've mixed up McNeely and Neesmith for years. Huh. Interesting. I know not a common one. Everyone's got the weird ones that they get backwards. But, uh, yeah, Neesmith, 79-67. Yeah. He wasn't around for the weekend either. So, yeah, he would have had to shoot. He would have had to shoot uh, what, eight under on Friday, but still, okay. good round. He'll have a good round. Just don't know if uh, it's your pick, by the way, in case I've distracted you. Uh, all right, I'm going off the board, going with uh, Molinari. Got my Riv hat on this week. So, I saw it looked like he uh, graded out fairly well in your projection model there. Mm, no, I don't think so. Or maybe that was our project. Maybe that was the Roto Grinders projection model. Yeah, it must have been. One hundred and first in mine. Okay, yeah, definitely a little better in the Roto Grinders model then. Oh, Brandon or I'm just making. Out. I didn't stuff. see that one. I might be making. I might be making that up. I <laughs> I thought I saw it earlier, but I could have dreamt that. I don't mix Molinari up with anybody. That's not a concern. I didn't mix them up with anybody. Or maybe he graded out really bad. Either way, when I was looking through our tools earlier, it, he stood out to me. Yeah, okay. Bad in the model. Sorry. False information. Has Molinax done anything here? He's been playing pretty well. Never played. Kind of in that Keith Mitchell mold, I think. Super risky, but some potential there. The phone keeps buzzing every time it's my turn. <clears throat> Okay, there goes Woodland. Um, oof. My pick next, so we shall see. Well, we might be in trouble again this week. Dan Kramer's guy, Sam Burns, and Corey Connors, who we didn't love. So <laughs> might have to do a 180 on those two. All right, I'll take the aforementioned Cam David we haven't seen in a while. Don't mind him as kind of a last piece. And then we got one more pick that'll zoom right around here with all of the. Somebody got stuck with Brennan Steele, who's not playing. So sorry for their luck. Um... Hmm. Not much separating this group, so I'll go with my man Knox. Yeah, this field doesn't seem as deep as last week's. Or is that just me? I think it's because there's only 130 golfers. Seb Straka, we haven't seen him. He's been, uh, I think he's trying to get on the Ryder Cup team. He's been playing a bunch in Europe. All right, I got to make sure that that's accurate. I don't want to 
give any more false information, but is Steele definitely out? DraftKings had him labeled as the out. I did see the out, but I don't know. Yeah, I gotta. We gotta try to find his note here. I'm trying to find who drafted him. I can't remember who it was now. Uh, Steele, where are you? I've probably missed him. Definitely missed him. There he is. Yeah, he withdrew. Yeah, today at like an hour ago. So. Steel oh, is out. And we got a note on Davis Riley. He's out as well. That was yesterday, though. So no Riley, no Steel. Make sure you don't roster them in your DFS contest. And Martin Laird, Party Marty, is the last pick in the draft. So we got uh, Noto's got Finau, Spieth, horrible roster. Uh, Fleetwood, Poston, <laughs> Smalley, Molinari, and Justin Suh. I need some help. I need some help this week without squad. Yeah, it's because of speed. It just makes it look so much worse. I've got Shoffley, Tom Kim, Keith Mitchell, Tom Hoagie, Buckley, uh, Cam Davis, and Knox. And, uh, of course, Dan Kramer with the likely winning roster of Homa, Burns, Connors, Dietrich, Moronk, Herbert, and Taron. Going with a lot of foreign, uh, a lot of Moronk. non-U.S. guys there. at the Moronk. Moment. I like that call a lot. Yeah, we just see him a lot here uh he's played on the uh, overseas basically most of his tournaments but you can see on the dp world tour first 10th for uh, a few of his last events here so uh potentially interesting kind of value play there otherwise i think we have uh pretty much gone through most of the rosterable players this week and uh, we can go ahead and get out of here again i gotta order dinner so uh noto anything else <laughs> Happy Valentine's, everybody. Uh, single Noto doesn't have to worry about that. So that's uh, one nice perk uh, of being single. But uh, good luck this week. I'll have all my stuff up here tonight, probably. So, uh, yeah, good luck. Let me know if you have any questions. And, uh, yeah, get ready for the 20 man snake draft next week. <laughs> oh, man. That would take a while. We just have to do a whole show with just the snake draft. But uh, they're, they're fun as usual. Uh, we'll see uh, who comes out on top. And uh, best of luck to all of you. Thanks to Steve for producing behind the scenes for us as well. I am Justin. Thanks to Noto for joining me. Thanks to all of you who joined in on our snake draft. Uh, leave a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to the Roto Grinders YouTube channel if you can. We appreciate that very much. And uh, you'll be able to know whenever we go live. So we'll be back here next week. Uh, TBD weather will be on a Monday or Tuesday next week. Kind of flexible depending on schedule so uh we'll check back in next week i believe the nba next week is on all-star break as well so we'll probably be able to name our, our time uh and i uh, hope you all will tune in so for noto for steve i'm justin have a great week everybody we'll take care and see you later